This, 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 this is mythical. This week's episode of Ear Biscuits is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. I'm into professional websites. I'm not into amateur websites. I used to be all about amateur websites. Uh, but then I started realizing that they weren't effective, and I have moved up to professional websites. You, it's not even possible to create an amateur website at Squarespace. No, it's not. It is all professional. Even and, even when it's amateur, it's professional. Even if what you do and what you're advertising or displaying on your online portfolio website is amateur, it'll look professional. That's just kind of how it works. You can try it out for free without even entering your credit card information. And once you're convinced that the site is great, you can make sure you get 10% off by using the offer code R-A-N-D-L. That's Randall. That's like Rhett and Link, get it? R-A-N-D-L. But Rhett is really tough to spell. It's open to interpretation. So, so we, is Link. We just came up with the code R-A-N-D-L. People use a C in Link all the time for reasons I'm not aware of. Squarespace.com, offer code R-A-N-D-L. Now it's time for an Ear Biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. It's time for another conversation with someone interesting from the internet. This week we have Chester C., we talked to him about his journey from Disney Channel host to shirtless bartender. We also get into <laughs> um, his love life from uh, living through the rejection of his first crush to crying on stage at VidCon in the aftermath of his breakup with Taryn Southern, another YouTuber. I mean, it kind of gets gossipy. A little bit, yeah. We talk about, uh, try, well, we try to find out who his new crush is because this person does exist. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this is this is a gossipy episode of of Ear Biscuits, and you you may know you know Chester is uh, he's definitely got a reputation for being a ladies' man, and uh, the thing he's known most for is his music. Well, and, and and to be f- just to have a fair clarification there, as a ladies' man in terms of being a performer, not like not like hey we as friends with Chester C privately. This dude's known as a ladies' man. No, I mean you know I mean I'm not saying a player. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that. You know, he's a guy who he writes he, songs. He, he writes love songs. Yeah, love. And you know, it's interesting because you know we're musicians. We 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 write comedy songs. He's a musician. He writes mostly original love songs, very heartfelt love songs. I mean, just like the the performance at VidCon, it was incredibly heartfelt. Well, it made me think. It unlodged a memory of mine, and that was it shook it loose. Yeah, it was that. I was like, you know, I, I thought to myself. You know, I've never written a love song before, but then I was like, oh, 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 I have written a love song. I wrote a love song to my wife. What? Right after we got married. Like, or like very early. You know what? No, no. We, no, we were engaged. I wrote a song about her. And, and I will tell you that this is something that I do not know about. You know, people talk about, but it is a question. Well, what, what's something that you guys don't know about each other? Well, this and is one. And is this because I'm the last person you'd want to tell this to because it's it's embarrassing. You would not come to work the next day or well, at the time. Oh, come on. It's hang not out embarrassing. With me. Yes, it is. Why haven't you told me? Okay. Well, first of all. Cause, cause, hey, man, I wrote a love song to my wife. Would you like to hear it? Okay, okay. So hold on now. You never told me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But to say, to just say that that is by default embarrassing that that shows a, a gross misunderstanding of 
love in music, man. I mean, I'm a comedic uh, songwriter, and so it's, it's, it's not typical, but it's not embarrassing. I'm not saying you're embarrassed right now talking about it. I'm saying that there's a reason you did you you kept this information from me. The st- no, the reason I kept information from you is because I kept the information from myself. I told you that it was a memory that was lodged in my brain that you shook bar- loose. Why did you bury it? No, well, because the um, because the performance of the song, which I'm going to tell you about in a second, is embarrassing in it, in itself. The song, the fact that. You know, I had just fallen in love with my wife and I was a musician and I can play a guitar and write a song and sing it. Um, All those things made sense and I still think they make sense. And you know what? I wish, honestly, and I'm sure my wife would would agree with this, I wish that again in the the past 12 and a half years of marriage, I would have written another one. And, you know, maybe you yeah, should. Yeah, be, it really begs the question. Why maybe you, you should write one. one. You should, maybe you should write a little song to your wife. Oh, I write them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just don't tell you about them because it's embarrassing. Okay, so I wrote a song, and I, you know, I honestly do not remember anything about the song except the chord progression. It was uh, I, I, I had my finger. It was an, a, a D. A D fingering, and then like I I played some different things with my pinky and kind of ran down through this like qu- this D chord, and it was just kind of folky. So and, basically, Tom Petty's free falling. No, but it, it it was a different a different uh, little progression there. But <laughs> I wrote this song for, her and uh, you know she loved it. Of course, you know. There's a young girl. No, it was an original. Married to me, and so I, I performed this song for her, and she loved it, and. I then I don't know why this just this is the embarrassing part. Either I I know this is my idea. I told her family, her family, her mom and her dad and her sister. Okay, you told them. No, I told them I wanted to perform the song. I wanted them to listen to me <laughs> sing the song. <laughs> what to her with them there? Oh man, that is now, embarrassing. Now this. My face is getting a little red right now because so is mine. This because, is weird because this is you know me and this is Dude, the kind of thing I am so embarrassed for you. I can't believe that you would do uh, this. This is not the kind of thing that I'm I do. I'm so glad I wasn't there because I avoid embarrassment like the plague. Why would you say? Why would you do that? Because I was young. I was in love. You were married, right? No, you were dating. You had to have been dating. You know what? No man who's already married his wife would we, do this. Wow, we must have been engaged. I don't know. I need to talk to my wife about the you, specific you, I details. I think you were trying to get engaged is what it must have been. Well, it worked. You know, I've well, been married for a dozen years. I got times. two children with this lady. I mean, so I, it worked. I hope that you were trying to get engaged. Okay. I, we need to redeem this. <laughs> so, this hey, listen, hey, man, this is, it's, it's about to get more embarrassing. Than this? Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. So, okay. So, I can't believe this. I, and like, this is going to surprise a lot of people who listen because everybody thinks, you know, because, you know, in, in as I am being entertaining and, you know, trying to be funny and, you know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have the reputation uh, as a sensitive person, right? And I'm not really sensitive in, in, in the traditional sense of the word. But when it comes to things like a lot of people wouldn't, if, if, if most of the mythical beasts out there had to guess who would cry more in a movie, they would probably pick you, right? Well, yeah. the fact is, is I would, I cry like a baby at movies and I've never seen you cry at a movie and I've watched well, lo- lots of movies. Why are you making with, this about me? No, but I'm just saying that like, there, there, are, cer- there are certain things that, there's certain things that I'm really sensitive about. 
I performed this song for my wife's family and I started crying. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, st- I cannot be I, your friend. I st- I st- uh, first of all, I think this is winning a lot of new fans out there just between me and you. I'm, yeah, this you is. Know, I'm not making, I'm not making Listen, it. Listen, man, don't show your hand. Don't I, tell them you're winning fans I, and you're making this up. I'm not making it up. So I I begin to weep. Not 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 like open weeping having to stop performing. But wow. I wept a little bit, man. And but first of all, I mean, it totally sealed the deal. I mean, my in-laws Oh, were now like, you now you're sure. No, my in-laws was were like this is great. and my sister-in-law was like you've got to marry this guy. A um, second ago, you didn't even remember if it was before you were married or not. It dude because and now you're trying well, to redeem it. No, it's because I'm very selfless. It, it, it must just be because I, I'm, I just, I'm. It was so much about my wife, and it wasn't. Honestly, I don't know why I don't remember it well, uh, but I do remember. It, it's one of those things that you think about, and you're like, I mean, first of all, I'm kind of old. We're old, if you haven't noticed, and I've been married for over a decade. There's a lot of memories. We, my wife and I, talk about the early stages of our relationship. She's like, "Do you remember that?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. I'm sorry." But this is one of those things. It was kind of like a dream, and then when we started talking about Chester and what he does and it the love dislodged. songs. It dislodged. It's crazy. What else, other kind of embarrassing things I wonder that I can might dislodge during doing this ear biscuit This scene. is like therapy for you, huh? Yeah. I, I, I think it was, I think you gained a glimpse into <laughs> what it's like to be Chester C. Yeah, that's what it was. So let's get to our conversation with the one and only Chester C. And we've already mentioned that this guy sings a lot of songs on the internet and one has won the hearts of a lot of teen girls out there. He's got over a million subscribers on his Chester C YouTube channel. He also stars in and produces Awesomeness TV's hit series, Side Effects, and is a co-founder of the premium content channel, Yum Yum F, and joins Grace Helbig, Hannah Hart, and Mamrie Hart in the feature film, Camp Dakota. Here it is, our convo with Chester C. So, which part of your name is is made up? The C or the Chester? <laughs> I, I kid I you not. I, and honestly, I don't even know why I'm asking that. <laughs> you know, you Something about the last name C to me is like, okay, that's that's too elegant to be real. I, I think it was two days ago. Um, Grace needed my full name for something, right? And uh, she had to double check. She she <laughs> said she texted me, he's like, hey, seriously, is your last name really C? Not trying to be a dick or anything, just yeah, just. <laughs> And here I am yeah, doing the same thing. So what part of your name is me? <laughs> is it the Chester? Because <laughs> that's a pretty nerdy name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know my middle name, right? Uh-uh. Oh, it's the man that you have on the mug upstairs. Lionel? Lionel? Yeah. Chester Lionel C. Oh, oh, look oh. over here. Look, we got we got a whole shrine Boom, of Lionel right there. He's on this there. mug. Right? So, he's everywhere. Okay, so hold on. This is big news to us. I, yeah, it's big you news. Could, how do you have Lionel? Is he, are you named after Lionel? No, named after uh, my grandpa. Um, but was his name Lionel? Cool. Yeah. That's okay. how Grandpa yeah. That Lionel? Sense. Lionel, yeah. I would have given anything for that. Yeah, right. He's he was <clears throat> he was already uh he he already uh, left this world before I was born, but he w- was born in eighteen ninety nine. Isn't that crazy? Really? He fought in World War One, World War Two, and Korea apparently as a as a Marine. Wow. That's a weird world I don't know anything about. Grandpa Lionel. I wish he was alive so Lived I could talk to him. Quite so a life. He, he's like a mythological being yeah. to you. Like mm-hmm. this, he fought in these wars. You never met him. You're yeah. He would your, hate. He would probably hate namesake. me. He'd probably hate me because because <laughs> we're not real men anymore. No one's real. There's no like real men. 
No, he he comes from the real men era. Yeah, he'd right. be confused. Like you're very feminine. <laughs> so was was his last name C? Was this on your dad's side? Um, yes. Yeah. So, so so for the record, C is real. <laughs> C C is C is real. Yeah. Did you, you ever don't think go about Lionel? Yeah. Did you ever think about you know going into an entertainment career that hell uh, Chester Lionel Chester Lionel? I thought about I thought about uh, um, CC. <laughs> I thought <laughs> no. Uh, There's one of those. You, you know, Chester and Lionel I think are equally. If you're writing a script and you need to make sure one of the characters is a nerd, you can choose either one of those names. And, and I, that, I mean, I just work. think of Lionel Richie. Yeah, so as a singer. A, yeah, but I don't want to follow in Lionel's footsteps. Right, I want to be. I mean, yeah, it, you do have more of an opportunity for originality. I mean, are there other Chester musicians? Uh, there's Chester Bennington, who uh, lead singer of uh, Lincoln Park. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. The cool thing about Chester or Lionel, I could have done this. I could have Madonna'd it, and, and just took and taken the last name off because it's Chester. unique enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could pull that off. You yeah. can't do it with Brad. Chester. Can't be like I'm just gonna go by Brad. Like, just, <laughs> not, well, if this you is gonna be did confusing. that, I think you would have to spell it. With an A, not an ER. So Chester. Like, Chester. I like that, yeah. Yeah. That could have worked. Yeah. And it's not I mean, too late. You, you could still do that. Yeah. Mm. When I was in middle school, I was really upset because this one kid ate a lot of Flamin' Hot Cheetos and he got the nickname Cheeto and I thought it was so cool. But I also really liked Flamin' Hot Cheetos and my name is Chester and I thought I had it, you know, I was more deserving yeah. of the nickname and I still think about that. <laughs> Cheeto well, we Chester. Can, we can call you <laughs> Cheeto for the, yeah, for what, the <laughs> whatever you want, really. <laughs> Okay, so let's. Uh, where were you born? Uh, born in Northern California, uh, Fairfield. It's like uh, pretty much between San Francisco and Sacramento, on I eighty, not the eighty because it's not L A. San right. Francisco, yeah, Sacramento. Say the I, yeah, like yeah. back home. I it's I forty. It's not the forty. Yeah, we we, we really put some weight on those freeways out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so is did. this like a flat desert area, or when you get that far north? Well, the Jason City is called Vacaville, which is Cowtown. Dixon, there's a lot of cows. I my my best friend had a barn raising. Now it's not like that. I mean, it wasn't like farms, but there were a lot of farm areas. And uh, and yeah. your best friend got his friends over and they built his barn. His, his dad, yeah. So my dad went over and we all went over and we helped build this barn. He had a goat, ram, llamas. A ram? Yeah, that thing was crazy. In fact, they lived right next to my elementary school, and I, I distinctly remember. Uh, more than once, an announcement over the PA system that said, you know, uh, Elaine or Trevor, uh, this is his sister, uh, you pl can you please report to the office your sheep are on the, 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 on the rounds again. Field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sheep are out again. <laughs> yeah, your cow is uh, running around the, the field, yeah. So this is small town, Northern California. Yeah, it's not too small. I mean, it's... It's got a little bit of a population to it, but it, but it's you know it's nothing like that. Not too big for, for there not, not to be city. sheep. Yeah, and at recess. Three, exactly. <laughs> That's still happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You have any siblings? One uh, older sister. Okay. She's awesome. How much older? She's cool. She is uh four three and a half three and a half four years older. Okay. So. And your your parents are they still together? Or? Yeah, they're doing it. They're still doing the marriage thing. They're still doing so, it, huh? So, yeah. Lame. Um, no. what are they up to? What do they do? They, they, uh, they, I don't know what they do. They, they're, my mom's kind of just chilling now, relaxing a little bit. My dad still, uh, uh, works, uh, on radar. Um, uh, when he was in the military, he was in the Navy and he worked on radar when he was in the military. So now he works, um, um, as a civilian, but still for the military. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, they do a lot of that. They live out in Palmdale, so I get to see them. Uh, oh, so they moved, they moved closer. Yeah. Being uh, a Navy kid, did that mean moving around as a kid? Or? It didn't for me because um, he would end up just having to go on these, you know, six-month, you know, tours or um, – he would he, at one point he had to leave for Philadelphia for a couple of years, and you know, instead of us moving with him, we actually just kind of made that work. Oh, um, so yeah, I didn't have to move much, but but yeah, typically a Navy brat is usually running around all parts of the world. Now your mom is Filipino, right? Is that yeah correct? Mm-hmm. So what was that like growing up in uh, well, weird two food. two cultures? How, how did they meet? Was uh, it during one of his military? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he was in the Philippines, his station over there, and then they met. They got married in about, I think they knew each other for three and a half, four months. And That's not a long time. No, and they, they've been together for, what, going, uh, I don't know, what, 36, 37 years now? 38 years? It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. So he brought her up here. What what was the, what was it like growing up in that environment with the, was it two different cultures type of thing, or? It was, uh, I, I, I you know, my, my mom has become so Americanized at this point. I mean, she still has the, that you know, the accent. I was going to try to do a bad Filipino accent. <laughs> I stopped do myself. It. Yeah, know. impersonate well, your mom. But the nice thing is, because I'm half Filipino, I feel like I have the uh, that's not racist card. When I if I if I if I stick to that race specifically, yeah, yeah, right. I can right. get away with that. But um, yeah, but it's bad. I'm not good at doing the accent. <laughs> um, it just comes off like Mrs. Swan or something. It's not even close to a real accent of any sort. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but I, yeah, I remember eating a lot of weird foods and, and um, what's the, what's the Filipino stereotype? I don't know. They, they I think the stereotype is they, uh, they like karaoke. They love karaoke. Okay. Is that true? My mom likes karaoke. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I think, the, I think, but this is a good stereotype. Maybe I think the Filipinos made this one up, but they're like, they're really good at dance and really good at singing. But you can't, you can't have good stereotypes. That's not fair, right? I feel like sure. that's a Filipino made one. They're really good at things. Well, that's the, 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 the self-made <laughs> stereotypes are. Yeah, well, you, those I mean, are good. You're you're more than a half good singer. So, oh, thanks. Um, yeah, can I, you I'm dance. Okay. I can move. I'm, I'm more of a mover. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's called dance. So your mom didn't teach you to dance. What no. what was it like growing up? What was the what was the day to day? What was it like growing up? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think here. What did I want to do? I wanted to be a pilot. Uh, I wanted because you know Top Gun. So I wanted to be a fighter in, in the Navy. So mm-hmm. that was probably. I think I, when I go back and I look at you know you know what do you want to be when you grow up and you you go to your childhood you know documents that your parents keep. It's always F-14 fighter pilot. <laughs> it switched over to F-A-18. You know because of the military. Right, yeah, you were informed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, I, and I wanted to go to Annapolis, and I wanted to do that whole thing. My best buddy did the barn raising, he actually did go to Annapolis. and He followed and through. Did, yeah, he followed through. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do it anymore. I, wanna, I don't want to do it. So at what point did that start to shift? Um, when I, uh, well, I ended up going to, I went to UCLA and I studied acting when I was there. UCLA, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, I fell in love with the arts, and um, I looked into the military. They didn't have a really good arts program. So um, there wasn't like a whole lot of opportunity to act in the military. Um, so what made you want to be an actor to get into the? I I, I just I, I fell in love with acting, just after high school or near the tail end of high school. I don't know. There's just something fun about being something else for a yeah. little bit. 
And uh, but did you do like the school play thing? Or no, I was a tennis player in high school. Okay, yeah, that was my thing. Uh, that uh, my love for acting hit, hit like near the end of high school, and I, and I got really interested in it. So you were like the jock, as much as a tennis player. Yeah, could as be much, a yeah jock. I don't know if a tennis player was a jock, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I definitely was the t- I, like I was captain of our team. And you were uh, good. I was no. We were Division Two school, so okay. I was good for Division Two school. Whatever that means it means not good in any other Division One school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, did, I was that kid that was, you know, an hour early to school every day practicing serves. I loved tennis. Tennis was my thing. Now, are you musical already, or was that something that? You yeah, know? I've been playing piano since I was six. Okay, writing songs since I was ten. So music has always been there. It's always it's always been like a a release for me though. My parents never made me. I never I've never had lessons. Uh, my parents have never forced me to take it, it never it was never work for me so for me it's always been a place to go when i'm stressed or, so there was a piano in the house and yeah. you just started i was like what twinkling the ivories yeah exactly and or, or tickling both i mean you can twinkle them if you want i don't know how you twinkle them but you well, can that's definitely what it tickle sounds them. like <laughs> I, uh, pay, I pay for my kids to get lessons maybe what should i be telling them to teach themselves um what should you tell your kids to teach themselves yeah because i don't want to pay for the Oh, how to teach yourself? How do you do it without having to pay for the lessons? Is that yeah. getting at? How did you do that? I don't know. I just I was I just kept hitting the. You know what's funny? People, it seems it's a lot easier than people think. It really, really is. Yeah, I think of it this way. You know, you don't have to think much. I assume you can type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but I took a class. Okay, to but learn okay, how to yeah, type. Sure okay, but still, but even still, like, but you get to the point where your 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 mind doesn't have to think about where A is. Your, mm-hmm. your you know your pinky just goes, and you can just start going. It's the same thing, to an extent, with the piano. It's just sound, just translate your mind thinking of letters and and your mind thinking of sounds. So I, I play by ear. So for me, I've got a pretty good grasp of what those keys are going to sound like and how I can put them in combinations. Mm-hmm. This is the most you know. Strip down way of explaining myself. But as a ten year old, you were instinctively kind of just going with this. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh wow, if you hit those keys together, they make this sound." And mm-hmm. then you play around. You're like, "Oh, if you do this, that sound." And you were writing uh, so- original songs. Yeah, at 10. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I started I, having crushes on girls, and, love songs, and I was like, "Yeah." And I and I I remember Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. It was my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that on replay on my tape player because that's what we had. And uh, and I I said I want to write songs like that. I want to. I'm sure that guy gets how, a lot of girls. How does that start? <laughs> Look into my... Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather hear Chester sing it, but, you know. <laughs> Go, Chester. It's Come so on. high. No, that's a high one. That's that, I don't want to scream in your mic. Okay, so you're, you're, write, you're writing songs uh, at age of 10 about other girls. Now, were mm. you, were, were you, is this like serenading? Like, hey, baby, come over and sit on the piano kind of situation? Yeah. I, I, Moses, I, I've been writing... And I still do. If you, if you, you know, anyone that follows me knows, like, majority of my songs are love songs, um, and that's what always has always been done, like, really well for me. But I, that's, I don't know, I, I, like Lionel Richie, man, like, same thing. Tell us, he uh, tell us mostly a, love songs. Tell us about the first girl that you remember having a crush on. The first girl I, I actually remember her name. Um, the first girl I remember actually having a crush on um, was this girl named Stephanie Standen. I just I'm throwing her name out there because Stephanie Standen. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see or hear from this girl again. Uh, <laughs> it's fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade. She's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and um, and she definitely didn't like me. I remember that. Well, what what was it that attracted you to her? Was she beautiful for a? I think she was beautiful what? for a fifth. Wait, I gotta keep a high. I say this right. 
Well, you were when also I, when in fifth I was, grade. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Right. yeah, we're, yeah. Don't take this out of context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just put yourself <laughs> back in those fifth grade shoes. <laughs> what do you remember? I don't about think her? I would think she was so pretty today. It'd be different words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure she's still great looking today. Yeah, Shasta. maybe. Maybe she is listening. I am single. That's a good name, though, to have a crush so on. So what do you remember Stephanie about Stanton. her? Come on. I, re- yeah. I remember my first crush was Jennifer Pearson. She sucked her thumb in kindergarten. So did well, I. Well, you started early. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, we got that in that, common. That didn't, sound, that didn't sound right. I but see where you, yeah. I, that's yep. not what I meant by that. Well, we're all thinking it now, though, so thanks a lot. We might she, not have thought of it until you did that. And yeah. she had a... A speech impediment because she sucked her thumb so much. Oh, and that okay. turned you on? That and was... I just thought it was really cute. And I remember <laughs> locking eyes with her one day at nap time. And you put your thumb in your mouth. <laughs> and you're like, awesome. I mean, that, so now it's your turn, Chester. Tell yeah. me more about Miss Standen. Uh, I remember, um, you know, when you, I remember fifth grade, fifth, fourth or fifth grade, and when you're that age, you think things will impress girls. I still do, irrationally, or it's not logical to think these things, but I still do. You know, I, I remember thinking, if I can learn how to do a back handspring, she's totally going to like me. You know, or, yeah. or if I can win the turkey trot, she's totally right. going to like me. Mm-hmm. I remember th- th- those, are two are real, those are two real things I'm, I, I recall, with, specifically to her. I remember thinking that. Did you learn any of those things? Or, um, or win the turkey trot? I didn't. I do remember she was standing, you know, it took four laps around the field to, uh, to do this turkey trot. And I remember, I remember um, re- being very cognizant that she was standing at one area mm-hmm. and I would jog, you know, the whole piece, but then sprint by when she, oh yeah, know, oh yeah, even though it didn't really make sense because I didn't come in her place well. So it was just like, that's weird. That Gotta was, look good yeah. by Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never. Oh, I did learn the backhand spring. I did learn the backhand spring. That didn't do it either. No, no. I was really confused. Was she was she going with somebody else? No, no. And I do remember, um, you know, digging into it and trying to find out if she, you know, she thinks anything of me. Um, I, I, I can't remember this is friend. true. Yeah, I, ta- I can't remember this is true, and I don't want to make it seem like she was a, a mean fifth grader. But I, I'm pretty sure she told another friend that I had a big head. Hmm. Yeah, like hmm. my body. I think I think it's true. I think when I was in fifth grade, my body hadn't. I think my head started like faster than my body. Yeah, that's common. So I think she said something along the lines of like when I was running, it looked like I might fall over or something, something like. And that doing the turkey trot in front of her probably didn't help. No, that, and I <laughs> that's, realized that's, like, that's, that's when she spotted. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's not. <laughs> Look at this. Like, she's staring <laughs> at me. Hey, I've got. I've actually. I actually am crushing on someone right now, and that's all I'll tell you. It, well, that's that's else. unacceptable. Uh, uh, okay. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we're going to get to that point. All right. Okay. So you're obviously, we know that you're musically gifted. We know that that apparently started at a young age, but then it wasn't, hey, I'm going to go off to some school and major in music, or I'm going to just bypass school and be a musician. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm going to go and study acting. Yeah. So, so how did, were you thinking, oh, but music is always going to be a part of my life or mm-hmm. like, how, how is that working? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. I, I didn't, I didn't know where I would go after college. Um, I knew that I wanted to study acting. I, I, I truly, I really do appreciate acting as a craft, which is not the case for, I would say, most actors in LA, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, it's a very, I have a different outlook on acting. I, I really do enjoy it. And um, I knew that I wanted to study the music. I didn't know what I, I didn't know I would be an actor or, mm-hmm. or that I would get involved in acting in the traditional sense or, or, or even that with music. I wasn't positive what I would do after college. I just knew at the moment I loved it and I wanted to study it. Um, so, um, 
And then after college, I ended up uh, landing a gig on the Disney Channel. And I was a host for a show called Disney 365 for three years. And, uh, and that was... So what kind of show was that it with was, a host? It's uh, interstitial. So basically in between the programming, it, it would come on and I would interview like Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez and, and you know, uh, the high school musical cast or whatever. So I would go to the okay. red carpet events. It's kind of like a Ryan Seacrest-y kind of thing, but in the Disney world. And um, I had to be very, very, very energetic, even though I was already in my 20s. I'd be clean shaved, pretend I was 15, 16. Okay. And yeah. talk with a very high voice. Did, like, did they tell you this? It was like, okay, this is who yeah. you have to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was Your tough. Your voice needs to be higher right now, Chester. It was like, oh, in between in, takes, like, bring bring it back up. Every, yep, every. Wow. In between takes, they'd be like, more, we need more energy. We need up, up, more energy. It literally, it was ridiculous. Have you ever seen it? I don't know if you've ever seen these things, but it's, they're almost famous for being so ridiculously energetic. Like, it's, I'll give you a little taste. It's like, like, hey, everyone, with all the info and all things Disney, 365 days a year, I'm Chester. Like that, <laughs> that, you know, right. and, and, that's good. and you got to maintain that. That's, yeah, that's like a walking a tight wire. Yeah. I would warn, I would always warn the actors too. That's wrapped that around your testicles or something. Exactly. That's what it felt like. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's, it could be jarring for the person you're interviewing. So I, I distinctly <laughs> remember like, uh, like I had to interview Zach Efron at one point. I was like, hey, I'm. I'm about to get really energetic. Just, <laughs> just, just learning like, you. You're not going to believe how yeah. high I'm about to talk. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. And oh, then, wow. Boom. Yeah. And, sounds, and, like, and you guys ready? I'm like, so Zach. <laughs> yeah. So three yeah. years of this. Three years of that. Three yeah. years, and this is uh, pretty uh, much a full-time thing at the time? Uh, I, I don't know. No, it wasn't full-time, but it definitely supplied me. You know, it was a big portion of my income, and it was what I, you know, it was my job. Uh, I probably did one or two a month. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I was basically the main host for, you know, those three years. So you're saying starting in 2006 ish. Yeah. 2006, 2007 ish. Two, yeah. Yeah. 2006, 2009. Yep. Okay. And um, at, at what point in that process, cause it sounds like you characterize it in a way now that you, you, you burned out at some point. Is that what happened? You're like, I oh, can't, okay, I can't so take any more of this. Well, this is, this is silly. Or your voice just couldn't stay that high. It, it, I, th I think it was a few things. I, I think it was honestly a part of it was my body. I, um, this is so silly, but your body I, caught up with your head. Finally? Well, I, in 2009, <laughs> my body, my body finally caught up with my head, yeah. but I, I, I got, I got obsessed with just, uh, with lifting and I, okay. I, I blew up to a good one. I don't know. I was like 175, 180 pounds. I'm not, you know, the biggest guy height wise. So that's, I was pretty big, but it was, you know, I was. I was a gym jerk, you know. Jerk's not the right word. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, what I'm, you know, what I'm getting. Yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy for a period of time, uh, really, really loved working out. So, and I, so I blew up. And I remember them. You know, it was like two or three in a row. Like they, you could, I could tell they were getting kind of upset because they put me only put me in triple XL um, shirts because you can't be. Like you can't, you're not supposed to be a man. You, you're supposed to be, yeah. I'm supposed to be a 15 year old, a 16 year old. You can't be swole. Yeah. You're like, yeah, swole you can't, yeah, you can't be, exactly. And the, I think one of the last ones I did was the cruise, and they're like, they had to put me in a wetsuit. So they put me in a, literally a triple XL. So, so, cause you know, those things are supposed to be tight and fitting. So it was like this, <laughs> this, this like baggy looking wetsuit. And, and they're not, but they're not talking to you about this. They're just handing you clothes, yeah. and you're kind of reading between the lines. Yeah. And, and then I stopped getting calls for more, for those gigs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. too buff. He outbuffed us. Well, at a certain point, too, you outbuffed like, Disney. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the case. But you didn't. Yeah. But you wanted to move on 
or you wanted to just be yeah, huge? I didn't. I, honestly, I I don't really enjoy hosting. Um, I enjoy I, I enjoy acting in, in roles that I you know certain roles I would love I love acting in love music, but hosting for me was just, it was a job, and yeah, you're right. I mean, after three years of doing it, it's like okay, I gotta should find something else to be doing here. Are you, yeah. trying, are you trying to be a musician at the same time? Like, are you, are you getting any traction at that time? Uh, at the time, I was doing more songwriting. Actually, you know what's, you know David Choi, right? Yeah. Know David oh, yeah. Choi. So David, uh, I knew David before YouTube. And, How um, did you know him? Because of songwriting. He was, he was a writer, producer for Warner Chapel Publishing. And I, yeah. at the time, was, was um, working with some A&R over at Warner Brothers, and they paired us up and to what write is that, songs. And what does that mean exactly, Warner Music Publishing, uh, whatever publishing you just company. said. Warner Chapel uh, is a publishing company, um, a music publishing company. Um, and so, you know, they, they have the rights to tons of, of, of music. And uh, he was signed to that company um, to write and produce songs. For, for other for people. For other artists and, and whatnot, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, so we, paired, we got together and we were a writing team for a little while. We just co-wrote a bunch of songs. And while we were doing that, that's when he showed me his YouTube channel. Hmm. And he was like, I th- if I remember correctly, he might have even been top 10. He was definitely up there. He was definitely high in the ranks. Because David Choi had written YouTube a, song. the YouTube song. Yeah, the catapult. When I wake up in the morning, oh, look at you. YouTube. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, you know it. We were doing our a live broadcast on Ustream every Thursday night yeah. called the Retin Link Cast. And we had a volunteer who would work via Skype her name is, I can't remember her name at this particular moment, but I'll remember it in a second. It'll be too late. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie. S- not Stephanie. It was the other girl. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, she said, you, you should get guests on your show. And we were like, okay, we'll, we'll try that. And you should get David Choi. And we were like, who's that? He's like, well, YouTube song. So then we, that's how we met David Choi. When was that? This was... <sighs> 2006. Eight? 2007 Seven. or Seven. 2008. Wow. And he performed the YouTube song live That's on great. our show. You remember that? Yeah, we did that live show for almost two years straight. It's great. It's like way back then. Yeah. Not David's a whole part lot of, of the original, like you guys, oh, like, yeah. part of the original crew, which um, which I love, I love, by the way, that I'm, now I wasn't on the, I wasn't um, excelling in the YouTube platform in 2007. I was, you know, much smaller in the ranks of anything, but... But I was there, and I was watching Dax Flame, and I was, you know, and I was uploading, and and I love that I was there because a lot of the the you know the original YouTube crew is still doing their thing, and it's yeah. just kind of cool to see. What some? I I won't <laughs> say a lot, but I'll say a some of some of the original people are still around. Yeah, a lot of people have fallen off, but yeah, I wish Winecone was still like. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, you're going back yeah. to like first generation, yeah. like the oh, yeah. first because David Choi was one of those people. Yeah, he was the yeah, right. top back yeah. then. He was because he was even a, earlier than, than than we were, definitely. So does that time out with the when you were writing together? He was he was moving up the ranks of YouTube in 2006 is when you're talking about 2007. Yeah, I, think we, I think we met in 2006, 2007, yeah, somewhere around that era. So, um, but yeah, and that's what da- that's what got me on YouTube was David. David was like, you got to start a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and get put your music out there, and then. See how it, uh, you get some feedback, and I was like, ah, "That's super cool." Um, and then it turned into what it is today. And so, what? Yeah, you know, what was that process like? Like, what was the, you know, first video? First video was David holding my laptop, you know, basically babying me through this, so he's showing me what to do. Um, Movie HD was the editor, 
Uh, and uh, I don't know if you remember know this about David, but David was kind of known for putting way too many effects in all his videos yeah. via movie HD. <laughs> so it was like, what can you add in there now? Snow, lightning, you know, all those, <laughs> the, the 20 effects that they had. Right. <laughs> and so he would, he hailed my laptop and recorded with a little eye, you know, camera and shaky. And I sang one of my songs called uh, God Damn You're Beautiful and, uh, and put it up. Um, that was it. And then, I, you know, I just kept doing it. Never stopped. Now, now uh, we went back and watched that video, and it—I mean, it, there's some production to that video. It's not just a webcam video. At oh least. wait, no, you're thinking of the—you're tra- probably thinking of the actual music video. Okay, so that was okay. later. Later, I made a music video for it. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. So if you saw the just... first video I put up, it, it is—it is coming out of an old Mac. Yeah, and he's holding the laptop as a camera. He's holding and the... trying to do some camera work to it, <laughs> but it's not. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I miss those days. Hey, remember when flip cameras were hot for like a good five months? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then it was like, it went, it went, use your computer camera, you got to use flip. And then I was like, got to use the Canons. And now it's just, right. yeah, it's over. You can't. So you, we, we never got a flip cam. We never, you didn't? We, we, we no, skipped yeah, that. We, we I, I got involved that. in that. I thought I was going to buy 20 of them and start doing really cool things with flip cameras. I thought I was going to like put multiple flips up everywhere. And, like, like in the Matrix, like do your yeah. version of the Matrix oh, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Jump up exactly. in the air and then <laughs> go around yourself <laughs> yes. in every music and video. Sing yeah. a song. Yeah. So, okay, so David got you going with the webcam mm-hmm. and then what? Was it just a slow grind kind of thing or did something pop immediately? How did it work? Slow grind for me. Uh, I don't have a viral video. I have a song. God, uh, God damn you, beautiful. Um, continues to do pretty well for me. Um, uh, when I wrote Nice Guys, I wrote a song called Nice Guys. Finished last. Or it's called Nice Guys. And I had Ryan and Kev Jumba uh, rap the rap parts, mm-hmm. and that you know that helped bring some awareness to my channel because those guys were you know I think Ryan was number two at the time or something like that. Yeah, Might have been number one. Nigga higa. So yeah, you. You, did you meet them through David? Yeah, I met them through da- Yeah, David is a connector, by the way. David connected a lot of people. Um, and I met him, I met, it was, it was because of a show called Fun Employed, or a web series called Fun Employed that Wong Fu Productions was doing. And I played Duke on the show, and that's how I met those guys. And um, Yeah, and I did that, and then, I, and then the next year I did a song called Bromance with Ryan, and that did pretty well. Yeah. I think those two are my most viral they're not on my channel, though. They're on Ryan's. But mm-hmm. those, I mean, I think Nice Guys has over 50 million on just Ryan's channel. So, that, so, and then, you know, I'm in it, so that helps. But those are the only videos that, are, that I would say went viral. For me, it's just been consistently being on the space. Now, and when space. you, after that first upload, you know, when you're like, okay, I'm going to make a music video for YouTube, I'm assuming that this wasn't like, hey, I'm going to quit my day job at this point. Like, what were you do? How were oh, you making no. money at the time? Oh, how was I making money at the time? What era, what era are we talking about? By, when, so when like, the partnership program? Like two thousand, like when you first got started, when you were like, oh, well, there's no money, right? When we first started, mm-hmm. right? So you're so you're kind of you're working with David, you're co-writing. So he's got a day job at the time. What well, uh, Warner Chapel? You're right. He, well, his, he was being paid because he was he was actually signed by Warner Chapel. Right. Um, yeah. For me, um, I was a shirtless bartender at a, at a, a Korean club. Um, oh. oh, oh, oh. Shirtless bartender. In yeah, a is that club. a euphemism? No, that's a that's a literalism. <laughs> Let, okay, uh, let's. So tell us how that works. Well, first you take your shirt off. Okay, and then <laughs> and then you serve uh, alcoholic beverages to uh, people from behind a, a bar. It was really it was really uh, it was really weird because for me, 
yeah, I mean, it was very Korean culture too. It was, a, I think it was a, called a booking club. So the guys, the girls get in free, the guys all sit, sit there and, um, they'll, the guys pay to get in. The guys pay to get in. They also have to pay, for, you know, they, they'll buy tables, but they'll pull like a girl over and she has to come down and sit for them for a certain amount of time. It's kind of a weird scenario, but like an escort. Uh, I don't want to use the wrong words here. There are no wrong words. <laughs> I just want to understand. Yeah, I don't really know. All I know is, is escort the wrong word. I don't. I just maybe. I'm not sure. They. Well, what? What were, were you? Were you an escort? No. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Uh, no, 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 no. I stayed behind you, the bar. Did you but, ever have to take your pants off? No, no. Never had to take the pants off. Okay. What, was every no, bartender no. shirtless? Um. The the other guy uh, was a shirt. Yeah. Did you have the, like the a, girls worked there, but they weren't shirtless. They right. Were young, did you have were, like a bow tie on? No, I'm no, trying, no. I'm trying I to... wish I did. No, no. You just you didn't say, have a shirt on. And no. I love that you just said, no, the girls weren't shirtless, but it's funny how we, we said, that's when you say topless. Yeah. But for guys, yeah, yeah, but for yeah, guys yeah. We're, we've been saying shirtless. Shirtless, yeah. Because yeah, you, well, you didn't want to apply topless to you as yeah, the bartender. Nah, weird, so yeah. you're a shirtless bartender, but if the women were shirtless, they would be topless. Yeah, this is true. I that's just want, But nice, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge... Uh, going from hosting Disney 365 to being yeah, a so, okay. shirtless bartender. <laughs> I mean, this is well, the reason, quite a transition. Well, the muscles. The, the, I, well, Did right, they ask no. you to talk higher um, <laughs> at, the, at the bar? Here's your drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, for, it was because uh, I was going to give the traditional acting thing uh, a go. It was for a short period of time. I, 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 I hate the way the acting industry is set up. I, I do. I, I, it's, it's such. There's just so much red tape and so much, so many politics and so many things that have nothing to do with ambition and talent, and it's unfortunate. But, uh, but I was a part of that game for a while. And to make sense of being part of that game, you have to find a job that uh, opens your your week up and opens your mm-hmm. daytime up. Yeah. So for me, uh, opens your chest up. Opens your chest up. <laughs> opens your heart up. Opens. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. There's no shame in it. Oh, I'm, I'm just. Yeah. I, there's just a lot of fascination in yeah. it yeah, for yeah. me. Okay. So, and, but I know that you know. Uh, you, as we've gotten to know you, uh, just over the past year or so, hmm. we've, we've known that you're, you're more than just a guy who makes YouTube videos. I mean, you, you've gotten involved in the business of YouTube, um, and some of the, some innovative things that are happening. So tell us a little bit about, you know, beyond your, you're not just a guy who makes YouTube videos and has some songs on the internet. Hmm. Uh, you're a guy that's, you know, really on the cutting edge of what's happening with this transition. In, in new media in general. So tell us a little bit about how that got started. Yeah, okay, yeah. So um, as as the tail end of this pursuit of acting uh, sort of uh, came about, I I realized that I didn't, I didn't want the actual acting career or the music career as much as I thought I did. I just love music and I just love acting, but I don't want the career. And, and there's a big difference. And I think a lot of people don't realize the difference sometimes. And I was very fortunate to have that epiphany not too long ago. And once I did, it opened up all these fun new opportunities um, to be a little bit more business savvy and, and look into the business uh, side of what's going on. And, th- and then uh, because of what's happening on the internet, that was the really exciting stuff. Because as cliche as it is, you know, it is still the wild, wild west. And you can really you know, just try new things. And so... As YouTube is figuring out what's going on and you have all these companies pop up and, you know, your instinct is, oh, well, those are such smart businessmen that are controlling this space and controlling these major companies. And you quickly realize they're not nearly as smart as you would assume they are. And they're not making the decisions 
that are necessarily the right ones. And it, it's, it's almost shocking to when you figure that out and that you can be a player in this and you can actually be a pioneer. Um, and once I figured that out, I just I wanted to try and do something myself. So then how did, what were the specific opportunities? How did you start making those connections into that, the business side of it? Uh, well, the, the first thing that sort of introduced me to the business aspect of what was going on was I uh, ended up starting a company with um, um, a buddy, Cash Warren, and another buddy, Abdul, and, and, and Ryan and Kevin. And we were just brainstorming different ideas how we could take advantage of what was going on on the internet and do something really cool and innovative. Um, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, we were made aware of the funded channels. Mm-hmm. I'll go through this quickly. We reached out to, uh, you know, uh, Justin Lin, and we, we all came together and created a whole new company, and we ran the Yom Yom F Network, which was a funny show. So being a part of that um, was, a great, was a great sort of intro to a lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Um, and how do you, how would you characterize that network? Uh, it was, you know, it's Asian-American centric, Asian-American vertical for, uh, okay. for YouTube. Um, it's interesting because you, you, I, when YouTube launched all those funded channels, I think there was uh, an expectation that, you know, that formula was going to work. The, not, not that it necessarily didn't. I don't want to say any of the channels don't work. A lot of them do. Uh, but I think there was a, a higher expectation for those funded channels to be much, much more uh, successful, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, because, they're, you know, they're the, the thought process being, okay, you put the celebrity name, you get the celebrity names involved, you, hi, you get the better production, um, and we can help with the viewership by converting that viewership from the pre-existing uh, viewership that comes from the, our, our YouTube community. Uh, problem is going back to what I said before about the word quality. And it, it, if it's not what people want to view, it's not what people want to view. And it doesn't matter that it looks and feels like TV. I think they've learned a lot about long form content and that I think long form content is going to have a place on this space. Um, but my opinion is, is that there's two really, really cool things that are happening right now. One is we're figuring out long form. We're figuring out how to make sense of it, get the viewer. The viewership is like, is catching up for long form which is going to exploit the fact that you, it doesn't matter where you're distributing. And that should, we should see some ad dollars increase because mm-hmm. of that. Um, it only makes sense. <clears throat> and hopefully marketing gets involved soon because we haven't seen anything get truly marketed, not, not in the multi-million dollar budgets that any TV show would get. Right. And that's a part of the formula to make sure that's successful so you can control that ROI. My television shows will spend as much money on marketing as they will on the act, making the show. Oh, I, I, And you think about absolutely. everything that... Absolutely. That we make on YouTube, zero. and there's, there's no, there is no marketing. No, zero. It's, it's not that there's... Yeah, no, and, um, and I, I talk about this all the time, but it's, it's so it, frustrating but also exciting because hopefully it'll happen soon. But imagine the day when someone does spend the $40 million that one of those network television shows gets on marketing, and they, you know, they, they put up the billboards, they put up the advertising, they, put up, uh, they, they get it in the magazines. Because if that happens, all of a sudden, it is legitimate. You're yeah. paying for legitimacy. Right. Yeah, you've changed perception. It doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter that it's on YouTube. Um, I want to see what happens when you do that. I wish that YouTube would just pick uh, uh, even a YouTube or pick you guys and say, okay, let's just let's just get some billboards up on Sunset. Let's put some real, you know, a real marketing camp behind, behind this and let it be distributed on YouTube. What should we do in our billboard, Chester? I think, well, this right here, the, we got to make that a household like a symbol. Because I the love, logo. I love the f- our fused your, your heads. Fused heads, yes. Okay. Well, I think yeah. we would do the business shake. 
If you put me and you doing the business handshake on, a, on billboards across America, I think it's, I could start something. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Oh. If you guys need a CMO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're certainly open to that. Yam Yam F, is that how you, how do, how do you do uh, it? Yam Yam F. It's, uh, Yom Yom F. Okay, it's an yeah. acronym for you offend me, you offend my father, which is a Bruce Lee. Right, right. Okay. And beyond get, get, getting that started with those guys, uh, I know that you've yeah. been involved with, you know, speaking of long form, what's happening with side effects. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's exciting. The um, That's really exciting because... Um, you know, if you know what happened with Osmos TV and the acquisition in DreamWorks, um, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, actually, I think, I think he said this publicly and I can't remember what, where it was found, but someone was telling me he'd actually brought up side effects and he seems to be excited about it, which, uh, obviously is a good thing. And then Brian being who Brian is, if you know Brian, he's just kind of, he truly is a pioneer in this space and what he's done with Osmos is amazing. So yeah, I, I think that we're in a really interesting opportunity here to do something um, that with side effects that might not have really been done before. Exploit what I was saying before. Maybe, now the, it's a long form narrative musical series, yeah. right? Well, okay. So here, it's a little tricky, but easy to explain. It's a movie. The, the, the first thing is a movie. It, it's almost two hours of content and we are releasing it in three acts. One, two, three. So we, we just released forty the first forty minutes of a movie. Now, it's going. We want it to go. We it, it makes most sense to be a t- series, mm-hmm. like, uh, whether, television. Yeah, yeah, national, like a, a thirty minute type show. I think so. Um, by releasing it at forty minutes, that's about an, uh, almost an hour's worth of programming in the network television world. Mm-hmm. Forty two is what they're. Um, we were able to put up a comparable uh, and say, okay, well, well side effects. We released it one week. We got 2.1 million views. Um, well, what does MTV get on Teen Wolf? I don't think it's 2.1 million. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of these network television programs are hit. Sh- that's, that's for a lot of channels. That's a hit show if they can get to 2 million yeah. in a week. And so we have that direct comparable because of the length of time that we released it. So that was, again, I think that's a testament to how smart awesomeness TV is and what they're doing. But um, so now, now we're, you know, we just wrapped the rest of the movie. Um, we'll release it again, and you know, we'll release Act Two and Act Three over the next few months. Um, but the big picture here, I think, for everyone is where our you know where our minds are is let's make this a real show. Let's let's just let's just make let's make a you know a, how many episodes are in a show like that. But let's make a Glee. Let's let's make the next Glee. Now you you show up in a lot of places. I mean, you play the the older brother slash father figure, basically. Mm-hmm. In that story, because the dad is that—that that is the story. Looking for the dad, basically, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you show up there, but then you're 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 behind the scenes from a business standpoint as a—I don't know if it's a partner or whatever the word is for that—but you're in mm-hmm. you're involved. I mean, what's your uh, executive producer? Okay, executive yeah. producer, and then you're appearing in uh, Camp Dakota. Which is coming out? Yeah, just as an actor. Yeah. That's just as an actor. Just as an there. actor yeah. um, so, what's your strategy? I mean, it, it, show up in a number of places, <laughs> get your hand in on the, kind of the executive producing part of it, the business side of it too. It seems like how would you? How would I'm interested to know what your strategy is? How would you characterize it? We haven't even talked about what I'm actually most excited about, though. Okay. Too in, in, in this space, so I'll, I'll, we'll get to that next thing. No, so give it to. What is it? Um, Factor it in. Well, then, okay, then what I'm actually most excited more than anything else is actually the music industry and how the YouTube is going to play into that. And I'm, I'm uh, in the middle of building something out for that right now. That's where a lot of my time and energy has, has been going. 
is I, I'm looking to start a company that revolves around uh, um, yeah, making sense of uh, distribution for music online, um, given that radio has controlled their business um, for so long. And if radio declines, it's it's not really declining at the moment, but it, it it's I think it's inevitable that it's going to have a decline at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and whether or not that's a fast decline or not, it, it's you still have to accept the fact that there's distribution channels or there there's distribution online like YouTube, where I'll give I'll give a specific example. Boyce Avenue, for instance, has what four or something million subscribers. They have an engine that can guarantee a certain amount. Here is what I'm really, really excited about is I look at the Miley Cyruses and the Selena Gomez's and the Demi Lovato's and even the, even the Katy Perry's now and, and a lot of the, those artists. Now, I, I'm not saying anything bad about the artists, but the truth is, and I know this for a fact, <clears throat> a lot of the songs, I already heard those songs. I have my friends, I have some friends that wrote their songs. I've heard those songs with demo singers before they, they even hit their ears, right? So I know that we call those originals. They're not originals in my mind. Those are covers. Selena's mm-hmm. covering a song. Let's be honest. Demi Lovato's covering a song. But they don't want, they'll never say it that way, and they're going to get the writing qu- credit with quotations, and they're going to play that game. And, and that's so that the perception is there for the kids to feel like, that's oh, that's her, that's Miley's song. Like the, She wrote that. That's coming from her. No, no, usually not. Now, that being the case, what excites me about that is, so what really is the difference between when uh, Demi sings a song, uh, in my opinion, what I would say is a cover of someone else's song, mm-hmm. and the next day, someone with massive distribution decides to do their own version of that song and releases it. There's not a big difference. Th- the fact that they are, quote unquote, covering it, if they're doing it online, is just public. But she went behind the scenes, grabbed somebody else's song, and did the same thing. Now, um, now she paid for it, though. She... Uh, a record, right? well, and here's the other thing: is the record labels also spend a six-figure amount on, four, like, you know, radio spins, right? Yeah. Also playing that formula where, okay, let's just pump it into the ears of the listeners, and there's only so much radio real estate to to be, you know, to be had. So they're really working off of a, a very specific business model to, you know, make sure that these songs are successful, and it costs a lot of money to do so. That's why distribution on the internet is so exciting for the music industry because it, it's going to democratize music eventually. Eventually, we are going to have an option of these great hit songs that are written by these amazing songwriters that are you know, given to Demi's, but they're given to the world. And mm-hmm. anyone should be able to create a version that can be the version that is most listened to. I think we will soon see scenarios where the Boyce Avenues and the, and the Tyler Wards and some of these great uh, musicians that – have a you know we'll do covers quite often you know they're already popping in the the top you know singer songwriter charts but it's just getting more and more and more because their distribution is growing and growing and growing imagine the day when you know demi releases it the sales are so so they control their own distribution which is as significant if not more and they beat out those numbers now they're sitting on top of the itunes charts they're finding more people than demi whose song is it really so is hmm. it a is it a specifically cover-oriented thing as a, as opposed to original songs? Because that's what you're using as your example. Yeah, I mean, because like, I, I wouldn't put Ed Sheeran in this uh, conversation or um, as, as maybe another a better-known singer-songwriter. But, mm-hmm. you know, and there are, you know, I'm not discounting the fact that, that Taylor Swift and Katy Perry do write original songs. But a lot, uh, there's a, a huge amount of songs that are written by songwriters and then behind the scenes, you know, 
pitch to different the Demi camps and the Selena camps, and one of those girls picks it up, or one of those artists picks it up, and they're more or less a poster child for that. Yeah. And and is that the best pairing? Is Miley Cyrus the best person to sing whatever hit song she sings next that was written by somebody else? You know, odds probably not. Um, is she the best from a business standpoint? Maybe with everything that's going on in her world and the amount of people, amount of eyes on her. But is that the way we want to pair the singer to a song? I don't think so. I think there's a better version of that song that should be exploited. And um, I think we're in. We're about to start seeing that more and more and more, which is exciting. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so um, let, let's bring it back to uh, your YouTube persona for a second. As you know, as we were talking about, I would think that back in the day you had all these girlfriends. I mean, you've got <laughs> now with these songs that you put out, you've got you know you've got the young girls swooning a little bit, right? Hmm. You've got you you've had some success <laughs> in relationships. And you have expectations. You've got stalkers, stalker yeah, girls, yeah. right? I think so. I think I have some stalker stalkers. Any evidence of that? <laughs> any, any creepy evidence? Uh, um, the, the problem is, I don't. I really want. I just want what you guys have. It's not fair. I want to settle down. I want to like just marry a stalker. I, I want to. Well, <laughs> my I wife know. doesn't listen to this, so yeah. I, I can. <laughs> Christy is, I want, was not a stalker, but yeah. if she would have been, then I think I was the stalker. Oh, okay. all, I stalked my wife. Oh, I'll own that. Yeah. But uh, so you haven't had any weird run-ins with fans? No, not really. Uh, when I had a P.O. box, I had a few weird things sent to me, but. <laughs> like, like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like what at unison? <laughs> um, uh, I always resort to this one thing that always I always remember is an envelope full of dirt and, and tax. Uh, <laughs> tax? Like thumbtacks? Yeah, tax? yeah. Dirt and tax? Yeah, with no explanation either. And a box full of Star Trek, old VHS Star Trek tapes. Um, were they good? I didn't watch them, but I'm assuming they were. They were, the, they were, the, you know. <laughs> they were probably dubbed over, dude. You got to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I didn't think even think about, about it. it. It's not Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay, so maybe not with any of these females, but no. with... You have had success. You said you're single right now. Yeah, I'm single right now, yeah. But you were dating Taryn for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. When did you... Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, the eyes roll. Because... Uh, well, I mean, dating another internet personality, I yeah. think that that's... There haven't been a lot of relationships where there was... Each person had a public persona yeah. and you was keep up a, with their personal lives. Was that, that a marketing decision? Yeah, right. Was that the businessman? Yeah, yeah. Or was this that your heart? Good. No, I. Oh, come on. I love Taryn, and, and I still love Taryn. I think she's just a uh, she's a, a wonderful human. Um, well, and you have to play her romantic interest in uh, side effects. Yeah, yeah. Although she dumped me um, in in life and in in and in movie. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, you were and you. So you were like she was like breaking up with you, and you were like, wait, wait, wait. Is this is, is this real? is this on script? Yeah, or yeah. Are we rehearsing? <laughs> yeah, no, it just didn't work out. And uh, well, let's um, let's start yeah. with uh, how you. How long did you guys date? Mm, I don't know. We we had that rocky ending where you you know you go off and on and off and on. And um, I probably uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I have a lot to. I'm a big part of why that didn't work out. To be honest. Um, but anyway. <laughs> now our our point of reference is the VidCon performance. Yeah, where oh, it seemed yeah. like saw it, that, huh? 
Yeah, we were out we there. We were there. Yeah. We were in the crowd. So you, what was the name of the song you were performing? Uh, Who Am I to Stand in Your Way? Who yeah. Am I to Stand in Your Way? And you gave this introduction. And I was like, wow, this is, hold on, this is going somewhere. I'm kind of perking up. I'm listening. There was kind of a, a heartfelt introduction to this song about a girl you had lost. You didn't, you didn't mention anyone. Yeah. I assumed that this was Taryn yeah, you were talking yeah, about. Taryn. And, um, and then it was, you started breaking up. And yeah. I'm like, is this, you know, okay. So I'm like, okay, is, is Chester a master performer yeah. or is he crying up there? Yeah, I was a little bit of the crying up there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I had that, to, Those are real yeah, tears. Listen, I was sitting yeah. next to my wife and I had to monitor my wife at that moment when in the middle of you singing that song. Oh, no I look over there and my wife is like fixated. I'm like, hold on, hey baby, hold on now. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I know he's, I, you know, I know he's a good looking guy. He's got a great voice, but come on now. What was yeah. going on? <laughs> tell, tell me what was going on up there. Uh, you know, she, I hadn't seen her in so long. She was there. Not in listening, not listening, not there, there, but at VidCon. And I'd bumped into her for the first time in a while. And I, and Since I, the breakup, basically? I'm a baby. And I'm trying to deal with a breakup in certain different ways. And we trying, okay, maybe, maybe we won't talk at all. Let's do that and see if that helps. It's all me, the issues. Trust me, she's great. But the, I got to give Taryn this. I mean, she's, she really, like... You, was very good at uh, at being there for me I, uh, in 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 the breakups. If that makes any sense, like she's very, she's one of the most rational people I know, and I like to pride myself on being rational too. But we, so it was, you know, it was she helped make that as easy as possible. So if I was like I, d- I can't talk to you for a while because it's too hard, and, you know, she you know respected that, and or if I needed to talk to her, she'd be fine with that too. Um, but again, obviously, I'm on the, I'm the baby in this breakup for sure. Yeah. So it, it, it fueled. I'm a, cured a, now, though. It fe- <laughs> I am cured. I am. I am. I am. I am a uh, um, 100 good. I'm good. Um, and it's all. It's because I. It's because of that crush thing I said earlier. So you write okay. songs about a new person now? Yeah, I already wrote a song about this new person. Yeah. What's her yeah. name? <laughs> Stephanie Stanton. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Stanton. Can't, I can't say her she name. She sent me some Star Trek I can't tapes. Say her name. Yeah. But okay, you can't say her name. But uh, have you released a song yet that was is about her? Yeah. No. Here's the thing. Nothing's gonna happen with this girl. Nothing's gonna happen with this girl. Um, it ju- it was just not unless it, you tell us who she is, <laughs> and we can help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's not. We'll no, make some nothing calls. will happen with this girl. There's there's a uh, there's very concrete. There's there's a, there's a lot of reasons why this will not work. Which is fine. One I is her just, husband. It's one not is my wife, her is husband. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm like, you think I should just go for it anyway? If she's got a husband, you're like, you guys are like, you know what? Yeah, if your heart, it's your wife. Yeah. Um, um, yeah but here, the point is this, though. The point is this. I, I don't even care. I mean, I I would love a scenario. This girl is so cool. She's so cool. No, she's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, but the fact that I actually could even feel something like that again. You know, I can be aware of people being cool, but to actually have a feeling, be like, oh my God, you're making me feel that thing that is never explained properly by anyone. It, uh, that was the first time since Taryn. And even though nothing will happen with this girl, it's just nice to, well, to why, feel that. Way. I have to know why you're saying nothing will happen. Is she married? No, she's not married, but... Um, she's in a relationship. I can't talk about With it. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I just, already, I, again, you're already I, talking I, about I, it. I just, I, I uh, yeah, you, um, you, you both know her. Oh, that's, oh, 
Yeah. Mm. Now, and I'm just like <laughs> thinking really hard. I'm so bad at this. I'm really good at like pushing people to talk about things. Yeah. But I'm so I, I would it never matter. see it. But you know, but here's the thing, and this is where it's this is where it's great. Um, well, okay, I, I get to be. Let me let's ask yes or no questions. Let's play that game. Oh, I, I cannot leak because is I, she? Uh, I can't. I can't. Is she <sighs> taller than you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> no. This is okay. like the this is like the uh, like so game she, of guess. Or she, guess who? Yeah, so she's <laughs> shorter. Does she wear glasses. She's shorter than you. Um, I can't give she, I can't give out t- any more details because you know her and uh, because so I really her. don't want her to know. I, I I really want this to to wash over and and get back to her uh, content with with uh, friends and and be happy that we're friends. Um, and again, I'm just excited that my I felt something. Does that make any sense? I sound like a cheesy. It's not as dork. okay. Yeah. So there's okay. Even if it's not about her, it's about your feelings for her. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's this sounds that you absolutely can have ridiculous. Those feelings. Yeah, I, I get it's, that. It's absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, I'm a little like, ah, oh, that sucks. There's nothing more will happen. However, the fact that I could even get there, because after Taryn, I was, I was, for the longest time, I was just kind of like, there's, there's, I was, I was like, nothing. I wanted her. I just wanted her back. Mm-hmm. And, um, is she a man? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm not yeah. even yeah. I'm not even gonna participate. Yeah. Link, if you're gonna keep being this way, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. never gonna speak to you again. So, yeah. so we're gonna have one of those relationships where we can't talk anymore because I'm being so yeah. awkward <laughs> about or this. Or you could just stop now. I, pro- <laughs> I, I promise that's why I'm here. I'm that's where there's two now. of us, so the yeah, conversation yeah. can continue. The last one was just a joke. Yeah. I mean, you know, unless unless you want to date guys. But the interesting yeah. thing the interesting thing is that uh you have, you know, you use the breakup. It fueled your creativity. You know, you wrote an amazing song about it. I think like eight. Okay. Eight, eight amazing eight, songs. Eight, seven or eight songs. Yeah. Is that how you, I mean, and, and now you're writing a song about this new crush. So it, do you ever write a song that isn't true? You know, it's just like. Yes, but I don't like those nearly as much as those take longer to write. Those are from writing sessions with guys and, or, or, you know, people, whoever, writers. And, um, and those are a little more contrived and you can feel it usually. The songs that come from something, you know, you can pump those. I, I at least can pump those out. Mm-hmm. They kind of just spill onto the page. and yeah. So, yes, I do write songs that are not about something, but I'd say the majority of my music is, is all from real things. Yeah. Hmm. And what's, yeah. Uh, what's, what's next? What's, what's on the horizon? I know you've got, you've got uh, by the time this is out, Camp Dakota will have been released to the world. Oh, yeah. I'm... Um, I'm in that, in I'm in my boxers for a lot of that. Movie. Most of my screen time is in my boxers in that movie. The funny is, I'm really, really good friends with Chris Rydell and Nick Rydell. I've known them since yep. middle school. Oh, really? I've known them. Yeah, I've known them since uh, seventh grade. Even though Chris always says sixth, and I get really upset because I'm like, I didn't know you in sixth grade. And anyway, every <laughs> single time, like you can't remember. Anyway, do you uh, put tape on the inside of the boxers to make sure that it, like, the hole doesn't open up? No, because that'd, be, that's fun. what yeah, I would that'd do. be funny. You know what I love about being a little older? You, you, did this happen for you guys too? Like, oh no, I, I hope I never get seen naked. And then it really is that like old man locker mentality. I just don't care. I really like, oh, if, if something if a flap opened up, I, it would be funny to me. It would be, <laughs> embar- yeah. it would be embarrassing for the person for who them. saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I would be like... That's my penis. <laughs> and I'm okay, I'm looking I'm, at it right now. <laughs> uh, there he is. Yeah, yeah so, somewhere recently that happened. I was like, right, yeah. It is an old guy thing. Old yeah. guys don't care. You, 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 you lose your shame. Yeah, yeah. You do. You just yeah, forget about it. 
Um, That's funny. What was the question? Oh, what's coming up next? I don't know, is that yeah, and, and then, you know, more side effects. And then w- um, what, what about well, your- producing a movie, actually. Uh, oh. Producing a movie in um, the next uh, few months, we're going to get started. Um, I can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who the director is yet. So I, I won't, just in case. Is he taller than you? You know him. Are you dating you know him? him. <laughs> you, have, you, have a crush, you have a crush on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is he taller than you? Uh, he's, he's such a great guy. And uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But the movie's, the movie's really, really cool. The movie's really cool. And it's, uh, think of it as, you know, this is the end for the YouTube community. And, oh, um, very cool. Um, we got a pretty good budget and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the same um, um, you know, it, it Cash is involved, and um, Mark Stein and John Strauss are involved. Those guys wrote something about Mary, and um, uh, again, I don't know how if I can list the other players, but I'm sure we'll have an announcement in the next month or two. Okay, and we're so, talking uh, YouTube release here, or like, you-, um, you know, I think this is it's kind of the same thing that we're doing with with uh, Side Effects or Camp Dakota. Uh, what they're doing with you know, y- you make a a good looking feature film and then you play the distribution game afterwards you figure out you know there's opportunity you don't have to you don't have to have a distribution plan necessarily you know before you finish the movie Mm -hmm. uh, because there'll be opportunities you know right right well we're excited to see that and everything else that's coming down the the pipe Yeah, and let us know uh, when Miss Standen reaches out to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We want to hear from you. We're going on a triple date. Let's do it. And there you see it. Our, I tried to make a pun about his, with his last name, but then I realized that you're not seeing anything. You're just hearing that ear biscuit with uh, Chester C. Lionel, as I'm going to call him from now on. Yeah. You know, what a, what a missed opportunity. You know, if my middle name was Lionel, you better believe it. That would be what I would be going by. I seriously considered naming one of my children Lionel because it starts with an L, and that's what we did with our children. We named them with L names. It is interesting that, I mean, Lando is a great name, but... Was it you that made that decision, or was it your wife that was like, no, Lionel's, we're not going to do that? Or were you just like, oh, it just seems too jokey? Or I, no, Well, I preferred Lando. You preferred, well, don't tell Lionel that. We're never going to get Lionel on this thing if you tell him that you preferred Lando to Lionel. That's true. You should probably retract that immediately. Sir, would you like to retract that? Yes, I would like to retract that. <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do have to say that, uh, you know, I had, to pull, I had to pull you back today. I had to pull you back from... Uh, you were really, really pushing, really pushing uh, to get him to confess his crush. I think it made, you made him feel uncomfortable. I think you might have to, you might have to call him and apologize. Well, I'm willing to do that. I mean, I did. He, I guess, w- when you've been married for 13 years, you lose a sensitivity. Who oh, you got a crush on, boy? Now to, you tell me. <laughs> to the, to yeah, to this whole crush thing. I mean, it's like, well, if you like somebody, just say it. You know what? If you want to. You know what? I'm I'm so far removed from that that I just think it's just it's just fun. It's just in it's, it was just in good, honest fun. I wasn't trying to push him. I just thought it was fun, and I, maybe I should have been a little more sensitive. I, what, what I'm saying is that <laughs> did I push him too far? I'm just saying on the crush thing. Uh, he brought it up. Well, well, mm, well, okay. He seemed to want me I to think, tease it out of him. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So that's the thing. I guess that's the question that I, beneath the question is. 
Did you really think, like, what did you think the chances? Because, like, when I, I'm observing this happen, and I know that there is a 0% chance that he's going to give it up. So, but in your mind, are you thinking, oh, I'm just having fun. I'll see where this goes. I know he's not going to tell me who his crush is on. Or do you really think that there's a chance that he's going to just break down and tell well, you? I, what what I, motivates you in that moment? I'm One, I'm having fun. Two, I feel like... I, <laughs> one, I'm having fun. Two, two okay. I feel like I owe it to... Ear biscuit listeners to try as hard as I can. If someone says, "Well, I will say things have changed because I do have a crush now." Dot dot dot. I, I owe it to the listeners, Rhett, to to see the biscuitiers to see what the dot dot dots can reveal. And I agree with that, and you sh- and, and I believe that you should have asked him twice. You asked him. I don't know. I'm going to go back to the tape. Eight to not eight to ten times, maybe a dozen. So I just it, 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 at one point I was like, okay, he's obviously not going to go there. You know, we we pushed him, and uh, and then I felt like I had to pull you back. I had to, it was like uh, you know pulling back a dog, <laughs> like a, like a, dr- a a drug dog, a drug dog that's found the drugs. You're like, oh no 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 no, no it's cool. We know that they're in there. We're we're gonna take care of it now. <laughs> We're not gonna. We're gonna give you your little reward, but you know you don't get to actually get the drugs in your mouth. Uh, Chester Lionel C. Um, I'm sorry for pushing you so hard. I mean, I actually apologized to him once we stopped recording. I said, "Hey, man, you know, I hope you'll forgive me for." <laughs> I, I didn't speak English. First of all, I said, "I hope you'll forgive me for making you squirm a little bit," but uh, and I don't remember what I said. After. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't. Well, now you, uh, it's you've all, made it. It's all in good fun. Now you've made it public. One, I had fun. Two, I, no. Um, <laughs> okay, well. We're still friends. Uh, he, he didn't leave upset. No, he didn't. He yeah, he hugged us. Hugged us both. He, I'm a little upset. He, I don't know who his crush is. Yeah, well. I'm freaking upset. Well, I know who it is. Who is it? <laughs> I'm going to keep it to myself. You think you know who it no, is? No, no, no. When, when he hugged me, at the end, he whispered into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think you, like, you think you know who it is, like, huh? Don't, don't tell Link. Don't who who do you think it is, Rhett? I'm not gonna say. You can't, and you're not. You can ask me twelve times, and I'm still not gonna tell you. Are they taller than you? Taller than me? Is she taller than you? Yeah, she. This this woman is six eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would narrow it down. What if he would have said that? I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but she's taller than Rhett. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this ear biscuit. Um, we're in this together, and we do this every week. I don't care what year it is. Uh, I resolve to be here for you. Mm-hmm. And to do these until we stop doing them. And for those of you who are listening. You're going to leave before I leave is all I'm going to say. And for those of you who are listening in the distant future, the year 3003, almost a whole millennium from now. Wow. Just in case that happens. Just in case you're in the year 3003 and you're listening to this. It's like, wow, don't we sound weird? Hello. Hey. Hey, This is what we talked like. Hey, future people. This is what English sounded like. And uh, we're glad that you're that you listened. And that's that is what this is. I mean, like we said at the beginning, the inception of this was it's a time capsule of these interesting people from the internet at this particularly interesting point yeah. in entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's encapsulated for the people of three thousand three. Yeah, because the world ends in three thousand four. Everybody knows that. <laughs>